Hello, everybody. Welcome back to It's Disney's Time. What? What? <laughs> what? Uh, I'm Steph. I'm Carmen. And uh, this is a podcast where we talk about Disney pop culture. So sometimes we do rankings, sometimes we break down a movie and talk about every aspect of it in an on trial series. Sometimes we literally just, you know, sort Disney princesses into Hogwarts houses. Ooh. So <laughs> we can do whatever we want on here. And today we've actually chosen, I think, actually a pretty hard topic. I agree. Is hard the word for it? I mean, we've talked about racism and stuff on this podcast. <laughs> um, it's more so that it was just actually very complicated to sort out my feelings. It's difficult on a different scale. Yeah. So today we are going to be ranking all of the live action Disney remakes that have come out after 2000. Okay. And this is kind of coming off of the, the idea uh, last year when Marina and I had ranked uh, the 10 Disney Renaissance films. And that was actually really fun. And it was really hard too, but it was also easy in that those movies are ingrained in our childhood. Like we've watched those movies multiple, multiple times. So it's easy to be like, I know exactly how I would list this out. I found while doing research and watching these movies and trying to figure out how I would rank these movies, it was hard. It was just difficult because I don't, I'm not precious about them. <laughs> like I actually had to figure out how I'm going to come, how I'm going to approach this ranking. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not super into them either. I watched a lot of the movies because of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing too. So, okay. So the, the, we've chosen 10 movies. So um, it, this list will not include the 101 Dalmatians. Which is too bad. Which is too bad. Because actually I think they... The but you guys one, talked about it already. We've talked about it before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it would have fared well on this ranker to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. But um, we had to draw the line at 10 movies. So we thought maybe movies only that, coming, that only came out after 2000. The list is... Alice in Wonderland, Maleficent, Cinderella, The Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast, Dumbo, Aladdin, The Lion King, Lady and the Tramp, and Mulan. So that takes us all the way from 2000 to, well, probably like, I, I don't want Alice come out, like 2010. 2010. So like the last like decade, I guess. And uh, you'll notice Christopher Robin is not on here. Pete's Dragon is not on here. But is that really... Can that be considered? Yeah. It is? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Those, we didn't put it on this list. And we also didn't include the sequels to Alice in Wonderland, which is Alice the Looking Glass. Yes. Or Maleficent 2. Ah, uh, the Mistress of Darkness. <laughs> sure. So we didn't include those because really, I think 10 is a nice number to rank. And yeah. also, I just didn't... Yeah, I just didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a lot of homework to do, you guys. <laughs> we can, you know, maybe at the end of our rank, we can kind of go in and be like, eh, I'd put these last. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um... Honorable mentions. Yeah, so as I was saying, I when I was going into thinking about how to rate these and rank them, you know, I try to leave all my emotions behind and be like, is it a good movie? Or should I base it on whether or not I would watch it over the original. Yeah. Like, did they improve upon it? Yes. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Is it better? I try to do it both ways a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah. also really hard not to get... This is personal opinion, everybody. Yeah. Like, I know some of you out there who listen have, like, a huge love for Beauty and the Beast. And mm -hmm. I've said in the past that I'm not a big fan of that movie. I say a lot of things. We're opinionated people. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's, just, let's just go through the list and see, like, how we each ranked them. We haven't told each other... Okay. I think we have an idea, maybe, of what we're both going to pick, but we have not told each other what our rank is going to be. So we're going to talk about from 10 all the way to 1. Oh, okay. 
the best Disney live action remake movies in the last 10 years. Whoop, whoop. Let's go. All right, let's go. So what was your number 10? So um, actually when Steph came over to record, I was actually finishing up my research and I was in the middle of watching Alice in Wonderland. And I must say, after watching it, it's at the bottom of my list. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Is this a hot, hot take? It's not. Um, uh, Alice in Wonderland is also my number 10. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I love it. Why? Like, why out of, like, ten movies we put this one last? Do oh I think God. it's a good movie? No. I do not. I do not think that Alice in Wonderland is a good movie. Do I think it's a visual feast? Yeah. Of course it is. It looks amazing. Yeah. But I do think Tim Burton needs to be stopped. Like, I, <laughs> I think someone needs to tell him no more, you know? I enjoy the Tim Burton aesthetic, but, like, I don't know I if I enjoy it when it's, like... You know, like, injected. It is kind of terrifying. But, like, injected into, like, such a colorful world. Like, he's good with doing, like, dark and nonsensical. Like, Nightmare Before Christmas, love that ish. Like, Corpse Bride, that was okay. Batman. Edwards, yeah, Batman was great. But Batman, he, he injected a lot of, like, bright, hard colors into that. But it was also, like really dark right it's mm-hmm. fucking batman mm-hmm. um but like you know edward scissorhands is my ab- like one of my favorite movies so i really love that like burton's not bad for me it's just that this movie it was all over the place it wasn't what i expected i didn't like the writing it was boring the dialogue was weird and like i really wish that in the end when like alice uh spoiler alert Mm. When Alice remembers that, like, hey, I'd actually been here before because now she's, like, what, 19 or something? Yeah. And she had visited Underland when she was, what, like, six, maybe? Yeah. Like, I wanted to see Alice as a six-year-old visiting Underland and discovering everything with wonder. Yeah. Not, like, this 19-year-old Alice being, like, apparently I'm not the right Alice. Angsty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so there's two, I think, th- I think this is actually going to come up a lot during this rank, for me anyway, where, like, I'm going to struggle with, you know, I keep saying, like, you know, if you're going to remake something and you want to make it better, then add to it, you know, expand on those things yeah. that we liked in the cartoon. But then on the other hand, it's like, I don't know, though, because, like, when you do that, I usually don't like what you do. So, yeah. So Alice in Wonderland is like, you're right. It, um, I would have loved to see Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Just like the cartoon, like in the book, a six, seven-year-old, or maybe she's older, but no, she's on the cusp of womanhood. So she's like 10 or 11. Oh, okay. So she goes to Wonderland and she experiences all these weird creatures and it's like segmented and uh, everything is kind of like uh, um, a vignette. Like, mm. scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and Marina and I had done an episode, uh, Alice in Wonderland, on trial. Yeah. And uh, we talked exactly like this. Like, uh, one reason I'd never liked the cartoon was because it's so nonsensical, because it doesn't follow a plot. Disjointed. And Exactly. And that's hard for me to follow. Yet, that's the point. Yeah. That, that is was the point. point. Yeah. That's the point. It's supposed to be that way. So, the fact that this movie, it makes a lot of sense... I mean, in a way, it does. It does follow a plot, though. Yeah, the it fact does. that the plot makes sense it goes against what Lewis Carroll was trying to do. Correct. So that's where I'm like, you know what? Do I applaud you for trying to take it in a direction that 
is plot driven and female heroism and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. That was great. The good female for you. heroism was great. Sure, good for you, right? But on the other hand, I was just like, this is a jumbled mess. I'm A, I'm terrified. <laughs> B, I'm confused. <laughs> And, like it is beautiful to watch. It's it could be a lot of fun, but like I think the ending goes off the rails. Yeah, it does. With the Jabberwocky fight, I can't. They, they tried to like inject some like uh, Disney princess kindness into there. Uh-huh. Like her finding the sword was because of her kindness. Like yeah. she's like, oh, let me give this Bandersnatch back its eye, and he's like, okay, fine, <laughs> let me heal you. Here's the key to the box to the sword that I've been guarding for however long. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like sure. that was interesting but like getting there I wish it was more nonsensical I wish that like you know like she didn't have to like go through all these steps and like the weird the weird like love triangle thing yeah between like the knave and the red queen and her like that was just so weird why do you why did you do that Kudos to you for making, you know, Alice a 19-year-old. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, it, I, it, God forbid you appeal to just children. Like, you have to appeal <laughs> to, like, all ages. I get it. Maybe but, maybe that's why they aged it up, because Burton made the movie, and they didn't want kids to be terrified. I don't know. You're going to put Johnny Depp with these giant green eyes in there, and this, yeah, like, right? like weird-ass dance? I don't God. think that it made... No. So... <laughs> Just, just know the movie. I think wowed where it needed to wow, in okay. in the senses of it, like being like this is actually really visually appealing. Like yeah. it looks really interesting. It costumes look, were great. I loved the costumes. I do think that it won an Oscar for something like costumes, probably and makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where it wowed. Yeah. But as a movie. I don't want to watch it again. Oh my god, it was so boring. I've now watched it twice this week. <laughs> Once <laughs> with me. <laughs> Second time. Second time with you. So <laughs> Okay, I swear I had watched this movie before, yeah. but like there was a whole almost two hours, which is like the meat middle part of the movie, where I was like, I don't remember any of this shit happening. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what the <laughs> It's so stupid. Okay. So, fair enough. We both ranked Alice in Wonderland number 10. And by the way, everybody, if you, um, at the end of this, want to tell us what your rank is, because actually a lot of people did tell me what their rank was when we ranked the Renaissance. Yeah. And it was very interesting to see what people felt about this, this stuff. Come at so, us. So, come at us. And you came at me last time. Do it again. Uh, it's just this time on Facebook and Instagram. So, number nine, I put Ooh. Maleficent. Oh, damn. I know you. I walked with you once upon a dream. I know you that look in your eyes. I used Maleficent, so what did you okay. pick? My number nine was Mulan. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, everyone right. knows my thoughts on that. Yes, we've talked about this already, but let's just go into it a little bit, okay? So go ahead. my reasons for Maleficent being ninth is because I also don't think Maleficent is a good movie. I think it missed the mark. I wanted, and maybe this is where I need to stop bringing my emotion into it, but I wanted Maleficent to be evil. Hmm. I wanted her to be a badass villain like she is in the cartoon. Angelina Jolie is the only reason to go watch this movie. She was great in it. She was great, and but I wanted to see her be evil. Mm, that's and true. The fact that they like Disney, she, was, she was really only evil in that one scene. She when when she cursed the baby. Yeah, that and was that the was the time. best scene. <laughs> that was the most like I remember. Oh, so I watched it uh, last night. 
I was watching it. And um, I was do-do-do on my phone watching the election, blah, 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 blah. And then um, the only time I put my phone down to watch intently was at that scene. And it wasn't even because I knew the scene was happening. It was because I heard the whole scene unravel. Like, and I looked yeah. up and I was like... <gasps> the way she spoke, like her presence and yes. everything, it was and really good. And her smirk. Good. And oh my God, she like terrifying. Yeah. And that's the thing. That was the only time in that movie... Where she was like that. So it's almost like out of place. Mm. But that was the most exciting part of the movie. So I'm like, you guys, like, you you just missed it. You know? You mean, like, you, you try to redeem a villain. When do I tell you where I ranked Maleficent? <laughs> that's, why we talk, that's why we talk about it, right? It's going to be yeah. different. So in my opinion, I think Maleficent was um, undershot. I don't think, I think they tried to redeem this villain for older audiences, you know, give her that female spin, like the, the wings being taken from her. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, a metaphor for her being raped or, mm-hmm. or taken advantage of, uh, yeah. which is just so sad. But on the, some cases, it's just like, whoa, guys, like, I just kind of wanted her to be evil on a mountain. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and like, co- like, once again, like, you're adding stuff to the story. Yeah. Which is good. But, you're you're missing out on a plethora of awesome evil energy vibes that Angelina Jolie could deliver. Yeah, but you you didn't. You played it safe, and um, that's true. I don't know if it's a kid movie. I kind of want to see the villain get theirs. I don't want. I don't know if I need to see them be redeemed. You know, just overall, it's a disappointment for that movie. That's why I put it ninth. I put it ninth. It did not resonate with me. Never has. Never will. Damn. What did you put? So you put Mulan. Yeah, I put Mulan as ninth. Should I ask myself in the water what a warrior would do? Tell me underneath my armor, am I loyal, brave, true? Not, I, I didn't try to dredge up all my ill feelings about it. Um, that I did in our last episode that re- that was reviewing Mulan on trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just tried to kind of critique it mainly, like, as a movie. Yes. And, like, yes, it was, like, visually stunning. Like, it, it was beautiful. Like, all the scenery and everything and the colors. But, like, I don't... I think the costuming missed the mark. The editing was so bad. The dialogue was boring and forgettable. I just didn't like the flow of it. Like, mm-hmm. the pacing was one note. Most of the acting was one note. It was just bland and blah to me. Like, it could have been better. If the editing was better and the pacing was better, it could have been a better movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, just all the factors together, for me, it was a complete mess. Yeah. So that's why I ranked it ninth. Great. So I put I put it as eighth. Mulan. Okay. So I'm right I'm right there. Like, Pretty the bottom. Close. Yeah. Bottom five. Uh, and I agree with you on all of that. Visual appealing, sure. Like, I think it had the makings of a good movie. It was like the first draft mm. of what could have been a good movie. But you know what? That script was already a second draft. <laughs> <laughs> they should have kept going, you know? They should have kept uh, fixing it. Maybe the third draft would have been the one. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, it just kind of shows, like, I mean, it's a Chinese movie, so let's, well, is it... <laughs> Is it? Is it? But let's just say, let's put math on it, right? And it, it goes to show in Mulan that subtraction is easy, addition is hard. Mm. Mm. Right? Yeah. So they took away... Just like Alice. Just like Alice. They, they took, so for Mulan, they took away the slapstick comedy. They yes. took away the music. Yes. And they took away the magic and the ghosts. 
right? So they took all that away. The charm. The charm. They took yeah, it away. Yeah, they, they took out the charm, yeah. And then they added all the stuff that wasn't good enough than what they took away. They, so they added a different kind of magic. Which? Yeah, witch magic from, and, like, Mongolia, apparently. Right. And then, of course, the phrase that we all have gotten tattooed on our bodies at this point. <laughs> Loyal, brave, and true. (laughs) Great. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, so a lot with these movies, it's like, yeah, if you're going to subtract things that we love, you best add things that we're going to love, too. Yeah. And for some people, they might have loved that shit. And, you know, I think I could have loved The Witch. But, I mean, if I'm not going to love Maleficent, who is the the witch, Mm. why would I love this witch in Mulan, Mm. who was underused? Yeah. So that's why it's nine for me. Or eight for you. Eight for me. Nine so for me. So what's eight for you? Eight for me was Lion King. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Ooh. Okay. It was just too much like the original for me. Yeah. Like, it was like scene by scene, almost exactly the same. And I was like, come on, John Favreau. Like, where's the innovation you put into Jungle Book? Yeah. Because we fucking loved Jungle Book. Oh, yeah. And the hero and heroine um, played by Donald Glover and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. No fucking chemistry in there, man. No. Like, not believable at all. Mm-mm. Like, original Simba and Nala, when they meet up again... Smoking. Oh, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, they wanted to bang yeah. so bad. <laughs> you could see it. Yeah, and they're cartoons. Yeah, they wanted but to then, bang. like, their duet song, you're just like... Um, I... Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So, so I mean, I think that's totally fair. Um, I have Lion King a little bit higher up on my list. So, my number seven is Dumbo. Baby mine, don't you cry Baby mine, dry your eyes Rest your head close to my heart Never to Oh, And I, this was hard for me actually And because I watched Dumbo for the first time this week Same so, exactly. So, it's quite fresh for both of us. Yes. And I actually really liked it. I really liked it, too. I liked it. I was surprised I liked it with how much Me I liked too. it. Me, too. Me, too. Another Burton film, you guys. Yeah, but here's the thing. I put it, it's still low on my list because, I, once again, I was trying to be, like, judging it. Is it a good movie? Mm. Or, and I am someone who said it before. I'm very prone to when my expectations are low. To having them blown out of the water. Like, when the bar is low for me and you reach it, I'm literally like, ooh, like, good for you, you know what I mean? So it did that for me. I don't know, like, it was, it was a cute movie. I liked that they gave it a little bit of that wokeness that we mm. have, postmodern wokeness. Yes. Although it was a little bit too painstakingly obvious mm. that that's what they were trying to do. But, and what I'm talking about, of course, is that halfway through the movie, they're like, let's save Dumbo and his mom. Let's send yeah. them back to freedom, basically. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting it to go that way. So I'm like, okay, great. I'm down for that. I hate animals in captivity yeah. and elephants make me cry on the regular. So I'm down for that. But on the other hand, I do think that added to a lot of story predict predictability. Mm-hmm. And I do think that in the end, it wasn't 
worth remaking. I do think the original has more charm, and I think it has more humanity than what Tim Burton tried to breathe into a live action. And I do like the cast. Cast was amazing in this movie. Yeah, I agree. I admire Tim Burton for holding himself back (laughs) in terms of what I think he probably would have wanted it to be, which is just like crazy circus stuff. But one thing that he did do really interesting was the the incorporation of the pink elephants. Oh, dude, I I liked that a lot. Kingsley Kingsley paid attention for that one scene because it was so good. It was so clever, right? Yeah, it was really good. It's a good way to put it in there. And, um... But ultimately, Dumbo in this movie, the uh, the animated version of him, just wasn't enough for me. He had these big eyes, and we felt bad for him. But like, it was really a story about Colin Farrell and his kids. Yeah, and uh, I just it didn't hold up to the original, so that's why it's number seven. Mm. Okay, fair. Yeah, it's just and it's also kind of like an overstretched story. By the end, when oh the God. chick was flying around, yeah, on him the all physics the time, of it. I was like, no, no. <laughs> too much too much suspension of, like, science in general. Yeah. Like, so on one hand, it's like, I appreciate that you brought him to a bigger circus and people were going to try to, like, take advantage of him. Yeah. I get that. Um, on that's very hand, real world. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, it's yeah. very, it's business, right? Yeah. But on the, and that's probably what, exactly what Disney does. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. But on the other hand, I was like, I just want to watch a charming movie about an elephant. <laughs> and I'll go watch the cartoon for that. Yeah. And, and, though I and maybe it's so he didn't have to look so creepy. Yeah, with his, like, real real elephant ways. Yeah. No, like, just, like, the the eyes being so big, mm-hmm. it, like, it really throws you off. Yeah. Because his mom didn't have eyes that looked like that at all. Yeah, his mom like, looked like an elephant. Yeah. So, like, why, why'd you have to, like, cutify him to yeah. that extent, right? Yeah. So that's why he's number seven. What's number seven for you? Okay, so... I want to preface this by only watched this movie once, and it was actually in theaters with you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Cinderella. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep. In dreams you lose your heart aches, whatever you wish for you. That's seven for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. But it's also like partially because I don't remember it that well. But um, also because, like, I don't know, it just it just didn't, like, really grab me. I remember enjoying seeing it as a movie, like, night out with, like, a bunch of girlfriends. Yep. Great movie for that. But, like, I don't think it added super much to the story. I still really loved, was it Kate Blanchett? Yeah. Yeah, Kate Blanchett was great as um, Madame Trelane. Madame Trelane. Yeah. She was great. Yes. Um, yes. She was like um, one of my favorite parts of that movie. Um, but other than that, I was like, I mean, I, I guess Cinder- it's because Cinderella is just like pretty, it's like a pretty sorry, like, blob princess. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's just like, oh, kindness. Like, yeah. Ah. Like, which is what the movie was trying to teach and I appreciate that. Yes. But like, Lily, Lily James, like, what, there was no, like, real presence. Like, she was pretty, but, like, it didn't, like, punch me in the face. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I remember this person. All I remember from Cinderella was her eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> were darker than her hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And her big and, blue dress. And her being very thin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's, uh, well, I mean, that's totally fair, though. Honestly. Like, I I felt, I, I'm going to see where I ranked Cinderella later, but Ooh. her... Like, my initial reaction is the same as yours. I was kind of like, blah. Yeah. Right? 
But let's let's continue on. Okay. So number six, I put Lion King. Mm. So it was also in my bottom five. Exactly what you said, Lion King, shot for shot recreation. Um, the, we've talked about it before. The over realistic nature of those animals takes away the humanity from the story. Mm. And you're right, John Favreau, who is the director of that one and the Jungle Book, should have known better because he pulled it off earlier in the Jungle Book, yet in the Lion King, without having any humans interacting with the animals and without having the animals have human like features. Mm-hmm you miss out on those expressions that make you, that draw you in and connect you to the character. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, The Lion King 1 is perfect. It's a great movie. It's yeah. exactly the right amount of time. It has exactly the right music. So, no, Lion King did not overcome the first one. I think it was a little bit unnecessary. Was it beautiful to watch? Yes. Uh, was it a technical achievement in whatever it is they were trying to achieve? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but... Was it better than the original? No. No. It sorry. wasn't. It wasn't. So that's where why I feel the same. One thing they did really well, though, was cast uh, John Oliver as Zazu, though. Yes. And, and you know, Timon and Pim- Pumbaa were funny. Oh, my so God. They yes. Sorry. Yeah. Well, how could we forget them? They were the saving grace of that movie. Yeah. And it's not to say, like, just like the movies before us, there's, there's good things in these movies. Yeah. But when you got to rank, when you put them up against each other, it's just like, okay, but like, this one's is still obviously, <laughs> sorry. obviously one is better, you <laughs> yeah. know? Um, I don't know. It feels just like if you want to watch The Lion King 2019 to get the visual experience of it, do it, but you're going to watch the original to feel satisfied. True. Yes, that is exactly That's that. how I feel. And then number six for me is Beauty and the Beast. Now I know she'll never leave me. Even as she runs away, she will still torment me, calm me, hurt me, move me, come what may. So Beauty for me is number six because I don't know, I actually liked it a lot when Mm -hmm. I watched it. Mm -hmm. And um, I appreciated the fact that they added like more of like Beauty's backstory into it, like why is she only with her dad and like where did they come from and how she lost her mother and like actually placing it in a specific time or era in like France. Mm -hmm. I felt that was smart. I Mm -hmm. liked it. I just didn't like that. I'm so sorry. That beauty was or Belle was Emma Watson. Yeah. Like you, you try to make everything so culturally French. Like even in the beginning when like it was, um, Prince Adam and like everyone had a powdered face and a powdered wig and like you had lavish parties like that was so French but then like all of a sudden you get a bell that didn't have a French accent <laughs> but an English accent yeah I was like why yeah what, like, why did all, you mix it all the main cast was all British weren't they or like um, oh my god yeah wasn't it well not British I don't know what Luke um, Evans is but oh no Luke, they're it's American Luke American British like there were no French main actors and I've said this before in the podcast as well uh what was it would it have been so hard to cast this beautiful 
French ingenue. You know what yeah, I mean? Right? Like somebody who can sing. You and found do it all. an ingenue for Star Wars. Yeah. Like no one knew who Daisy Ridley was before she did Star Wars. Yeah. Why didn't you? And I never really heard about Lily James before Cinderella. Yeah. So why couldn't you just have found someone that wasn't a big name and wasn't Emma Watson and could speak with a proper French accent? Because, I mean, in the end, that was a business move, right? I guess. Like Emma Watson has the Harry Potter draw. Maybe she, like, asked for it, maybe. I don't even... She probably didn't audition for it. You know, she Um, probably... They probably, like, reached out to her, like, can you read for this? And, like, we'll give it to you kind of thing. Because they needed... Like, Beauty and the Beast was a huge success for the company. Mm. Made a lot of money for them. The live action, you mean? Yes, the live action. So, I mean, it paid off for them to use a famous young actress who actually, I think, in real life has a, a pretty good... Uh, standing in terms of like where her like like morals her, and values mor- are exactly yeah she's like, a good she's, role model yeah she's really on board about like the literacy and yeah. like empowering women and girls yeah. but like no one is talking about how she her acting is kind of like watching a cardboard box <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> spilling the tea there that's really not fair Throwing I really shade. I, that's not fair because I did like her in Harry Potter like I did I mean who didn't sure right who Hermione, didn't you, but Hermione you know uh, acts for herself like it's like, like that. Yeah. That role is so, like, you know, it's just, it's like, she's so lucky to have gotten it. Whereas, like, any other film that she's been in, I've never been like, oh, my God. Like, she <laughs> she acted the shit out of that, you know? So, but do you think it's because, like, she maybe, like, pigeonholed herself in Harry Potter? Like, she set some kind of standard when she was a child actor, and now people can't unsee it, maybe? <laughs> it's possible, yeah, that she's always going to be that. But I honestly think no, because Daniel Radcliffe is a great actor, and True. he's been able to mold himself any which way. So just saying, so Emma, Emma Watson, you know, I've got nothing against her. I think she's a good person. Yeah. I just, I don't think... I don't see her as Belle, and I think a lot of people felt that way with me. But mm-hmm. then a lot of people loved Beauty and the Beast. So anyway, so that's your number I six. Like, yeah, and Forevermore was a great addition to the movie. Yes, it was. That was a great song. Um, okay, so that was our bottom yep. five. Let's say it one more time. Okay, you go number first. ten, Alice for both of us. Mm-hmm. Number nine is Mulan for me. Mm-hmm. Um, number eight is Lion King for me, and then Cinderella, and then sixth is Beauty and the Beast. Right. And I, just like you, Alice in Wonderland number 10, then Maleficent, Mulan, Dumbo, and The Lion King. So, uh, we have five five left. Mm, mm, mm. My number five was Lady and the Tramp. Ooh! Oh, this is the night. It's a beautiful night. And we call it Bella Norte. Look at the skies They have stars in their eyes On this lovely Lady and the Trap So Lady and the Trap was released on Disney Plus last year Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I enjoyed it It is charming It is delightful It It is totally Like, it's a totally fine Disney kids movie And actually, it's a totally fine movie to watch at home Yeah Right? Which I think why they launched Disney Plus with it. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. It's nothing that it's nothing that like if you miss it, you're not like, oh I gotta really watch that movie one day. And it's also not where you watch it and you're like, This is my favorite movie. It falls in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just it's just fine. It's just it's good to watch. Yeah. Thanks for making it. That was a delight for a couple of hours there. <laughs> uh, do I think it surpasses the original? I don't, but I'm I'm a big fan of the original. 
Lady. Oh, are you? I am. Yeah, I really like that movie. Um, so I think this this version is ultimately forgettable. I actually low key forgot it oh, about shit. it until we said we were going to put it on the list. And I was like, damn. <laughs> but like the the cartoon lives in my memory rent free. So <laughs> rent free. <laughs> yeah. So I just feel like I put it number five because it's right in the middle, just like in this list, just Fair. like in life, it's right in the middle. One thing that it did do, which I really liked, was um, it did. You can see that they added people of color in there. Oh, yeah. And I remember actually watching it and saying to Seb, like, I was like, it kind of low-key bugs me. <laughs> Maybe that's the wrong way to say it. It's weird to me, having studied American history, especially mm. in between the 40s and the 70s, it was my specialty, that um, this is an interracial couple Yeah, that adopted lady, and no one says anything about it. And actually, the, the town they're living in, in Connecticut or wherever they are, was very multicultural. Yeah. There and, were a lot of black people. Yeah, which was amazing, right? Yeah, it was amazing. It was, amazing. It was great. But part of me, though, was like, the, the historian in me was like, this, isn't, this is inaccurate. This is inaccurate. <laughs> this is not how this would be at all, right? Yeah. But then Seb was like, well, what's wrong with reworking history for a kid's movie? Yeah. And I was like, that's exactly right. You're exactly right, you know? Yeah. I get that, like, trying to normalize people of color for kids in these, like, historical setting movies. Yes is like an important move but like also are you kind of just sweeping racism under the rug there a little bit yeah <laughs> like there's like a line a I'm, I'm like it's a gray area like but i don't know i feel like for any okay so if we're if this is like a uh, an adult drama yeah then we want accuracy perhaps true but this is a cartoon about two dogs falling in love. So, yeah. like, what's wrong with that, right? Yeah, 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 you're so, right. So, when I thought about it, I'm like, you know, that's actually really good. Yeah. And um, I also got very much, like, watching these dogs interact with each other, I was getting very much, like, Homeward Bound vibes. Mm. Like, uh, Babe and um, Air Bud. Like, just, like, those classic 90s, like, animal mm-hmm. live-action movies. So, I liked, I liked this movie. Yeah. It's right in the middle for me. I liked it a lot. Uh, number five for me is Dumbo. really i enjoyed it a lot but the human like adult drama in it mm-hmm. was so simple like you could really tell that it was written for a very young audience yes um so that's why it kind of like it's fifth for me i liked it i like the fact that they you know like really shoved that down your throat like don't don't be mean to animals yeah like animal welfare is like a big part of Love my it. life yeah so like i it's one of like uh, yeah, i value yeah. it a lot it's part it was of a great addition. Yeah. It was a great so, addition to that movie. I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the fact that, like, Colin Farrell, like, I know they added a lot of, like, humans into it. And I actually really liked the original Dumbo for the amount of animals that were there. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, a good balancing of subtraction and addition, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right that, like, you f- you do feel like it's more focused on, like, the children and Colin Farrell rather than Dumbo. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that when Colin Farrell came back and he didn't have the arm, yeah. that was like, oh, so like you're actually relating Dumbo's like, what would you call it? Like his like body, 
It's just like deformity. Yeah, yeah. Like his body deformity with the big ears totally relates and connects to Colin Farrell's missing arm. That's true, actually. That's very true. That's an interesting parallel that I feel like they did a good job of adding in. Yeah. Because like totally in one part of the movie, I think when the kids, like Colin Farrell's kids, which were kind of weird, to be honest, they both had M names. Millie was okay, the older girl, Mm. but like Maury, like... I'm sorry. Like, could you have casted a better, a better little boy? <laughs> a better kid. I'm so sorry. But like, he just, his face was just, I don't know. He just wasn't a good actor. I'm sorry. He, maybe he'll learn. <laughs> right? Maybe he'll But like, it. at one point, he told the kids to leave the poor guy alone. Yeah. Like, talking about Dumbo. Yeah. So like, he obviously feels like, uh, he feels sorry, like pitiful. Like, he connects with Dumbo because he's like, we're both. We both look different. Yeah. And he feels it. You know, I never saw that when I was watching it. So this, now you bring it up, it's like, yeah, obviously, why else would they give this character no arm? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Because, like, other than that, it's just, like, a stupid gimmick. But, yeah. like, no, it's actually, a, I feel like they did a good job, like, playing a parallel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked the second half of the movie after they move over to Coney Island way more than the first half of the movie. Yeah. Because when they're out there, like, in the Midwest or whatever, and, like, the circus is outdoors, they use all the CGI. Like, they're not actually outdoors. No. And when I, like, when I saw that, especially when, um, what's his face? Uh, Danny DeVito and Michael Keaton were like walking away from the big top. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is Green this? Green screen. Yeah. Like what? Where did your budget go? Yeah. And it just looked weird. So like the first half was eh. They obviously spent all their budget on the second half. Yeah. So that was the better half. Apart from uh, Eva Green riding on the elephant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except for that part. And also <laughs> when Michael Keaton went full on villain, like cartoon villain. Yeah. And Buttons. He threw a fucking Trump man. Yeah. Like a complete tantrum. Yeah, it was so weird. They were like, oh, stop doing that. You're going to short circuit the system. And he's just like, ah. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, I, Dumbo made me cry, though. Like, I cried too. Like, as we all know, the original Dumbo makes me bawl like a little baby. And yeah. last time I watched it, I just sobbed my eyes out. And uh, this one, I was fully expecting to cry. And I did cry because baby mine is just a trigger. Yeah. It was just so sad. And also, elephant abuse is like so real yeah and i get like such a visceral anger yeah when i hear it because they're so intelligent they're such stunning and magnificent creatures that they don't are. deserve any of this they don't and we, like fucking humans so this is why like when they were like we're gonna save dumbo i was like yes yeah, save yes I was, like, I was feeling it so that i mean i put dumbo a lot lower on my list but like i'm not defeating the, the emotions it gave me yeah <laughs> I definitely I ugly cried during this movie. Yeah. Like I started tearing up during Baby Mine, but like after that night when they were actually loading his mom, Mr. Jumbo, onto Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mrs. Jumbo, sorry. Jumbo, Mrs. Yeah. When they were loading Mrs. Jumbo onto the truck to drive her away. Yeah. And he was doing his like little like trunky whines. Yeah. I, I ugly cried. <laughs> like I literally I was sobbing. Like I was pressing my face into the tissue and I was like <laughs> Yeah, this is so sad. It's like he just sad. wants to be with his mom. Fucking humans. Anyway, so number. Okay, so that's five. Yeah. Now we're in yeah. our top fours. Ooh. Here we go. My number four is Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Waiting by an open door. I'll fool myself. She'll walk right in. And as the long, long nights begin. I'll think of all that might have been Waiting here forever 
Now, you've already talked about Beauty and the Beast. I, I thought you didn't like that movie. I did. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of that movie. However, I had to pull myself away and look uh -huh. at it. I'm trying to look at it through, like, is it a good movie lens? Uh -huh. Is it, you know? And it does go forth on my list because it is a good movie. It is, like, a fair retelling of the Beauty and the Beast story. Yeah. I think they casted the right people around Belle. I wasn't a fan of who they casted for Belle or for the Beast. Because mm -hmm. I think the guy who played the Beast was Dan name. Stevens. <sighs> you don't like, like Dan Stevens? No, he's got no charm. He's just so, ugh. He, I don't think that role was the right one for him. He's a really good actor, but you're right. They could have casted someone with more, I don't know, like... A, a larger personality, like a bigger physique to match the actual character of the beast. Yes. Charlie Hunnam. Oh. Or can you do a French accent? <laughs> can Emma Watson? Okay. That's true. Okay, but anyway, anyway, I digress. So I'm trying to say why it's number four. Why it's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. And I think it's I because, love your reassessment. Go. Yeah, sorry. So I, it's because I had to realize... <laughs> That I was a stern watcher of Beauty and the Beast. I like some people mm. you're gonna you're gonna let yourself be sucked in by Disney marketing. And I think that's why people love this movie. Cause it they did that right, right? They mm -hmm. they picked a really famous, a very popular movie, and they brought it to life. Belle looked beautiful in her dress. The the candlestick, like, you know, opera was beautiful. Um, they brought in all these, like, heavy hitters. Ewan McGregor, mm -hmm. um, uh, Gandalf. <laughs> Ian McKellen. <laughs> um, <laughs> Professor Trelawney. Like, they brought in all these. <laughs> <laughs> um, Professor Trelawney? Professor Trelawney from Harry Potter, what's her name? Oh my god, I don't know. I keep, She's I, a hilarious British actress. I, Kevin Klein, whatever. There was a bunch <laughs> of people in there that were really good actors. And um, I think if you get sucked into that whole like thing, it's exciting to watch. It's like, wow, yeah. this is Beauty and the Beast. It's live Star action. Star-studded. It's like some some parts are shot for shot. They did add some more of that like female empowerment stuff. Mm. Bell's, an, Bell's an inventor like her father. Yeah. You know, um, just for me, I just feel like the original didn't need the extra bloat and it mm -hmm. was actually pretty much picture, picture perfect mm -hmm. in my mind but um i understand the hype around this movie and i think for me putting it any lower would be, be me like me saying seriously that i think maleficent is a better movie which is not okay in my opinion <laughs> in your opinion in my opinion um i don't know i think i think if you watch this beauty and the beast you would be very satisfied uh, if, especially if you're not as stern or as um, negative as I am about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, on the other hand, I do think, and this is exactly what I did after I watched this movie, I went back to the original for a refreshment, right? Just to be like, hmm, a palate cleanser for yeah, yeah. Like, what I just watched. <laughs> like uh, how when we watch Mulan. Yeah, but there, there really is nothing wrong with the movie. It, it flows, it has great songs, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's got good cast, it, it's entertaining. So great it, color palette. Great color palette. Um, so yeah, so like really, in the end, this, I have nothing against the film itself. It's just more about how I prefer the other one. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, number four for me is Aladdin. Aladdin. When the wind's from the east and the sun's from the west and the sand in the glass is right, come on down, stop on by, hop a carpet and fly to another Arabian night. <laughs> okay, and I actually, I really like this movie. I thought it was like super entertaining. Mm -hmm. um, surprisingly. Yeah, surprisingly entertaining. Um, I felt like... 
Will Smith had really big shoes to fill as Genie following up. Um, enormous shoes. Yeah, enormous shoes to fill. He didn't try to fill them, though. You know, he kind of he did, did his, his own thing. thing. Yeah. Which I really appreciated as well. Like, okay, he he's not a great singer. But, like, he made up for it in his charm <laughs> and the rapping and the dancing. Like, that was cute. Uh, Aladdin himself couldn't really sing, I feel like. No, people were saying he's a great singer. I was like, yeah. I'm sorry. No, he's no, not. He's, he's hot. I'll give yeah. you that. And I appreciate what they tried to do with Jasmine. Yes. Yeah. Really good take on that. But I really only ranked it number four because there are other movies that I liked better. That's fair. So that's my reasoning. So that's kind of the same. It's like, it's like well, I mean, it has to go on here somewhere. So yeah. I'm going to put it pretty high, but yeah. not the highest. I'm following up with that because I put Aladdin as number three. Oh, damn. And uh, exactly what you said. Like, Will Smith did a good job. The cast was, like, young and new and exciting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do think they should have went the extra mile and called it Jasmine. Because she had more of a character arc, in the movie, you know, like it was about her wanting to be Sultan as yeah. opposed to like her just being like Aladdin. Good for her, you know, re- catapult catapult for things. I don't re- because I watched it a while ago. I don't remember my reasoning now. I liked what they did with Jasmine, but I feel like they could have done it better. Okay, well here's and here's the overall thing with these with a lot of these newer movies, especially ones that feature princesses. They're trying to shove down your throat. That this is a feminist-inspired mm-hmm. female powerful character, Fe- empowering female character. Whereas I'll get to it later. Why I think a more subtle approach is just as effective, if not more effective. So I mean, Belle, like, like, oh yeah, like we already knew from the cartoon that she was like independent. In this one, she's just like, like double it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Alice and Alice has to like slay a fucking dragon yeah. in Wonderland. Maleficent can't just be evil; she has to be redeemed, and she has all this yeah. power that she uses for good now. And like, sometimes it's just like too much. It's like, can we just have a movie mm-hmm. <laughs> without all the stuff? But at the same time, good for us in the last ten years for pulling that. For oh, it's almost like if your movie doesn't have it, then it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I just feel like in Beauty and the Beast or in La- in Aladdin, it is obvious what they're doing. Yeah. And Super there's nothing obvious. wrong with it being obvious, but yeah. it doesn't just, that just adds to the fact that it, this is the difference from the cartoon. This is how we compare them. Mm-hmm. Aladdin, for me, um, I think the only way that I would really want to describe it is it was a big production, right? A big, spectacular summer movie. Yeah. And it was fine. Yeah. You know, I was, I laughed. I, like, I was, I watched it twice in theaters, I think, just to, for wow. the podcast, for reasons. Um, <laughs> for reasons. Yeah, I laughed, too. They added like... new characters that were funny, mm-hmm. right? They added new scenes, like, with the, the jam scene, which is, <laughs> like, my favorite scene. scene. Um, they, they made a lot of effort in that way, and I think it showed, and it paid off. And I think Mulan had a lot to look at Aladdin to learn from. And You're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely, I feel like they definitely did a way better job doing casting for Aladdin than they did for Lion King. Yeah. Like, I feel like for Lion King, because it was like, uh, black power, like, we got to cast all, like, the big black names. Yeah. Like, they just went for whoever might have been at the top, like, at that time. Yeah. To get the star power. But, like, for Aladdin, they're like, oh, okay, we got Will Smith as the genie. That's cool. And then we'll pick a bunch of nobodies for all the other people. Yeah. But it gives them a chance to shine. Yeah. And whereas in Lion King. They did King, really well. Lion King, you're right. Like they, like the biggest thing about that movie that anyone talked about was the cast. Was Beyonce. So that's where that's where they Spirit. focused on. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> never listen to that song one more time. <laughs> All right, what is your number three? That Aladdin was mine. Guys, hot take. Yeah, I really like Maleficent. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the only one. They they made a sequel. They yeah, made a yeah, sequel. they did. You're not the only one. Which I haven't watched yet. 
first watch Maleficent I did remember a lot of people like railing on it for like why can't she be just an evil badass and like I was like okay fair I I take that point I concede to that point it's true but when I actually re-watched the movie again I cried so many times mm. it makes me cry really and I think it's really more like the matronly love shown through yeah a Maleficent and I don't know, like... <sighs> but didn't you find that weird in Maleficent? How, not to interrupt you, but, like, you know, no, okay, ahead. so usually in the story, it goes, you know, many years passed, and Aurora grew older, and in this one, they showed the many years passed, yeah. and it's just Maleficent, like, watching her grow up in the forest, and I was like, this is, this is bland, yo, like... <laughs> I feel like because they were trying to rewrite her backstory and like she was like a caretaker of the moors like she actually wants to preserve life which is why she didn't let men go into the moors which is fair i mean i see everyone's point that like she didn't have to be a fairy she could just be like a super badass sorcerer that lives forever or a sorceress that lives forever which would be fine too like i would love to see that story but i feel more like maleficent is a re not only a retelling of rewrite of Maleficent's backstory, it's also a different retelling of Sleeping Beauty. Cause like, that's fair. Like yeah. they, it's not like they're gonna make a live action Sleeping Beauty because yeah. that's Maleficent. Yeah. And I feel like at the end when like True Love's Kiss was from Maleficent to Aurora, yeah. it gave me Frozen vibes. Yeah. And I was like, and I think, but that's why I think I was like, no, because we already just saw that in Frozen. The potential for her to be this, this badass villain, maybe like I, maybe I just wanted a straight up Sleeping Beauty story. <laughs> <laughs> maybe where, that's why. Where it showed more Maleficent just being evil and an asshole. Maybe something happened to her in the past that made her that way. But like, she just was kind of like boring in that movie. That's why. I still loved it. Yeah, sorry. I, was, I still talk about why it's number three for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I still, I still loved it. I loved that they inserted the Moors into it. I loved that the three fairies were bumbling idiots that couldn't, like, you know, figure out how to feed a fucking baby. Yeah. Um. I loved the addition of Diaval turning into a man and turning into a dragon and turning into a wolf. Yeah. I appreciated that, like. There was more humanity in Maleficent than the actual humans themselves. Yeah. As is always the case. <laughs> That's like, yeah. Like, I, I, I understand why people don't like this backstory for her. But, like, I also don't... I also never really cared for Sleeping Beauty, the original animated film, that much either. Yeah. So the fact that they gave this new spin on it and, like, made her, like, an anti-hero. Yeah. I appreciated it. That's I felt fair, like it was yeah. a different form of like female empowerment. Like, yeah, yeah. that's my take. That's hey, my that's hey, my hot take. Like I already just said, like uh, as gonna, I'm gonna struggle with like uh, you know if you're gonna add if you're gonna do something again, add something new, do something different. Yeah, and that's exactly what Maleficent did. So you know, Disney's just like, what do you want from us, Steph? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think you you made a really good point, and I understand. Like there are really good parts of that movie. Um, I think you're right. I think I just wanted. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. I just wanted her to be... A be and because the, the best times in that movie are when she's chilling. 
when she's broody and <laughs> like staring because she's so beautiful. Yeah, you, know, you don't. She is. She's so much. gorgeous. I totally have a girl crush on Angelina Jolie. Me like, too. Like I don't care <laughs> about her personal life, but like her acting, like fucking like mm-hmm. salt and shit like that. I love that shit. So when she when she was just like like that scene where she curses <laughs> that baby is um, so, so great, fucking yeah. good. And if she played that the entire movie like that. And maybe if the forest wasn't so, like, it pinks and greens and there's trolls here, you know what I mean? She made it dark. I'm just saying maybe if it reflected <laughs> that more, it just, like, it would have been, mind you, that wouldn't have been a Disney movie. Yeah. So maybe I am waiting for the Maleficent that uh, Miramax takes on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, like, I feel like this is just, like, my own personal bias in general. Whenever they're in a movie, if one side is nature... I'm always on nature's That's side. That's fair. Yeah. So because yeah. she was a protector of the Moors and this like magical fairyland, you know, like I'm like, yeah, protect yeah. it from the greedy humans. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I, I'm I all think, for it. Yeah. I just found it on une- her character was just really uneven. Either she was beautiful and terrifying or she was just like a fairy who just watched a little girl grow up, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Pacing. I, you're, Pacing. You're, you're, I also don't see why she had to be a fairy. <laughs> So, like, what, what's up with, like, the little fairies and, like, her as a big fairy? The little fairies don't have horns, either. Yeah, I don't... That's what I'm saying. I don't... Yeah. She was, like, a big No, there were a fairy. lot of, like, plot holes in that movie, but, like, overall... Hey, when we get to the top five, it's sometimes it's, it's emotional. It's, like, how it made you feel. And yeah. if you cried during it, if you felt her story, good on you. I did. I cried. Great. Okay, so number two, <laughs> I have... And now we're at top two, and I think everyone's going to know what we're going to pick for, no, one, no, for number one when yeah. we get there, but... For number two, I chose Cinderella. No matter how your heart is grieving, if you keep on believing, the dream that you wish will come true. Good for you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I... And I don't regret my choice because um, Cinderella was like we said when we first saw it, kind of like a snooze. Yeah, you know, it was it was like it was fine. It was good by the numbers, princess story. Yeah, no fuss, no mess. It was just fine. Yeah, but I think I've spoken earlier this season saying I I watched Cinderella after watching Mulan mm-hmm. um, a couple years later, and I I loved it. And okay. I, I really love it. Sell it to me. Sell it to me. Here's why. So what is wrong with having a little old-fashioned magic? <laughs> you know? Like, they were told a very old story pretty much by the book. Yeah. But it was fresh. It was fresh. It, to me, it was like, it looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. The cast was, like, Kate Blanchett as Lady Tremaine, inspired. Yeah. And did she... Great job. Did she, did she rise up to the Maleficent fame that Angelina Jolie brought to that role? No, but she brought this, like, real thespian, like, yeah. beautiful... She was so, nuanced. like, sinister. She was, and she wasn't campy. No. And it would be, like, I, Helena Bonham Carter, who came in there and played the fairy godmother, yeah. that was campy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what she, she was a fairy. Yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> she's Where, supposed to be. She's supposed to be. <laughs> Whereas, like, like, Kat, like, Kate Blanchett, she sold that shit. Mm-hmm. She was both times charming and sinister. Yeah. And she, you understood why she was the way she was. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's very hard to do in a supporting role. 
I feel like she captured like the original cartoon Lady Tremaine so well. Yeah. Like that one scene where the cartoon stepmother is like standing at the top of the stairs or whatever mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. like uh, Cinderella's dress gets all ripped up and like she's like just all in shadow and all you see is like her eyes like yeah. half-lidded and staring down <sighs> at her. I was like, man, Kate Blanchett took that one moment and put it into her character throughout. Yes. And I loved it. Yeah. Here for it. Yeah. So there's, there's, uh, if I'm going to say, if you, there's one reason you should watch that Cinderella, it's for Kate Blanchett because yeah. she killed it. But I also want to just talk about the nature of the fairy tale turned into a live action. And that's that they played it straight, but it has a grace to it. And it's not super stylized like Tim Burton would have done. Mm-hmm. And they don't force feed women power and all this like um, modern, postmodern stuff down your throat. But it's there nonetheless. Okay, okay, okay. And they're not force feeding it to you. Mm-hmm. So you can actually sit back and enjoy it and understand why they did it Cinderella, with a subtle hand. Why they did it with kindness. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, snap. Yeah. And I feel like... Um, if you are going to do that, this is the right way to balance it. With with balanced actors, mm-hmm. a balanced romantic plot line. Yeah. Right? And it's like, very light. I, I really liked in Cinderella how they gave their relationship, like, more of a history. Yeah. Like, they met before the ball. They met as equals. Yeah. Which was great. And it's like, actually very for lively, right? Yeah. And she tells him off for, like, hunting something that, like, has she has no business hunting. And, like, they had a very, like, cheeky little back and forth. It was very witty. Yeah. Just very fresh. Just, like, two good-looking white people on horses <laughs> meeting in the forest. I have nothing against that. And I never was into Rob Stark. Like, I never watched... Did they inject a diversity into this movie, too? They did. They did. But subtly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, sometimes it doesn't have to be, like, boom in your face. Look what we're doing. Sometimes it's just, like, what a subtle thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe that's why I liked it all the more now after watching because this one came before Beauty and the Beast and Mulan and Aladdin. So maybe going back and watching it again, I appreciated the subtleness mm-hmm. as to which they presented the story. I think it's just great for children to watch. Honestly, it's yeah. like it's like a feast for little girls. Yeah, but also like it it wasn't bad for adults either. It's not overcomplicated. Yeah. They keep it, they play it straight, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that because it's charming and it's graceful. It was very charming. And Lily James, I do have a big girl crush on her um, because, like you said, like there's nothing am- amazing about her, but she, I think, balances a very modern and old school vibe. Hmm. And I think that's what allowed her to play Cinderella in this old, because it was taken back in time, right? Fairy tale back in time, but she has a modern grace to her too. And I think that yeah. pulled her. Like an time. Audrey Hepburnness, maybe. Love it. Yes, exactly. Cool, cool. Yeah. So there was not none of that jokey post postmodern references, nothing like that. It was just very sweet. It was very sincere. Very sweet. It was what it was. Uh, and I think I just really appreciated that Kate Blanchett killed it, and that the, the everyone else in the cast was beautiful and fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And literally, they just played it straight. It was just, just a good sincere. movie. It's just a good movie. It just it just good was a good you. movie. Yeah. If if you compare that to Beauty and the Beast, I think you'd find a lot less problem with Cinderella mm. in terms of clunky plot. And I, also, they added this like cute little story between the prince and his king. Oh, and, like, how often do you see like father I son? I forgot that. Yeah, they have like a, I forgot about that too. They have a father son dynamic mm-hmm. that I think is really cute to watch. I think it took me like four scenes though before I realized I was like, is that 
Is that Rob Stark? <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while. That's what I'm saying. Like, I never was attracted to Rob Stark, but then I watched him in this movie again, and I was like, damn, those are tight. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think he's seducing me. <laughs> he is a very beautiful human. <laughs> so I'm just saying, Disney went old school with Cinderella in when yeah. making into a live action, and it paid off. Okay. So it this, paid off. I feel like this is... This is what I want to say about them doing these remakes. Like, yes, we want something new and fresh in the movie that also improves on the original animation, but you can't add so much to it that it obscures the actual spirit of the original movie. Yes. Which I feel like Cinderella pulled off really well. Yes, exactly. Yes, 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 yes. And that's why it's number two for me, because it's just, they pulled exactly what you said. It's like, I am getting Disney's 1950 vibes, Mm. but I'm also getting storybook vibes. Mm. And I'm also even getting a little bit of that, like, ever after... Yeah. stuff that Keep we get. Keep the soul, you guys. The soul is there, and yeah. it lives in Cinderella, and it will live there happily ever after. Aww. And I would show this movie to my nieces. <laughs> I would. I would. Sh- I mean, I'd show the cartoon and this movie. They go hand in hand. Cute. I'd be like, oh, yeah. you like that? You like this. You know what I mean? So, number two for me, Cinderella. Cool, cool, cool. I like that. I like that. Mm. Um, number two for me is actually Lady and the Tramp. This is the night and the heavens are on this lovely Okay, yeah. And I only watched it this week and I really loved it because like overall I just I just love anthropomorphic animals. <laughs> yeah. And I really I really feel like, you know, they really hit a home run in like the animal welfare department, like adopt don't shop mm-hmm. and um the fact is it who who was the voice for Lady? Uh, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Yeah, she did an amazing so good. job. Yeah. I loved so good. Lady's voice and like the dialogue they wrote for her. So great. Like she just had so much sass. <laughs> yeah. Like she she was like a she did kind of like a one eighty from the original Lady mm-hmm. and like she was charming. She was comedic and I just I loved every time Lady opened her mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved all the CGI. There was a lot of CGIing of the dogs, but you can also tell there were moments where they used a real dog, but it was pretty seamless, and yeah. I really appreciated it. Yeah. And that the whole time, like wh- where like they were out on a date at night. Yeah. That whole day, it was so sweet. It was so cute. Like their dialogue was so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like that was not boring at all. No, it was a good love story. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And like, especially like they upgraded the part where they went to like the Italian restaurant and had like the spaghetti dinner. Like, <laughs> oh my God, so cute. Yeah. And then like that couple looking out the window from the restaurant and be like, I thought they were out of the special. Yeah. Like I was like, damn, you guys, good job. Like you hit a home run Clever. on the writing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked it. Delightful. Yeah. Like, it was very it's delightful. It's like I said too, because it's right in the middle of the list for me. It's It was great to watch. Right? Yeah. What a great way to spend your evening uh, COVID-19 quarantine yeah. inside. I would know? show my kids this movie multiple times. Yeah. And, like, I, I really appreciated that, like, they expanded on uh, Tramp's backstory mm-hmm. um, and, like, that they had that boat ride. Yeah. And, like, all the special effects they put in, like, when she was in the pound and, like, Peg sang that song. Yes. Like, he's a tramp. Yeah. And, like, the boat was coming by, so she got, like, disco lighting. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I am yeah. here for this. Yeah. Yep. I really liked it. It was, And that's the thing, too, is, like, if you're going to take uh, a movie that isn't as precious to some people, 
because um, Lady the Tramp probably isn't as much as like Beauty and the Beast would be. It, I think it's because it's a fairly fairly old movie, like yeah, nineteen fifties. Yeah, right? so like here's maybe it is time where the other the Renaissance movies are a little too soon, mm-hmm. but it's time for these movies to have their new shining moment. Yeah, and this movie gave it to Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, so cute. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So that leaves one movie left. So far, um, <laughs> let's go over our list again, and then people will know. I think exactly what we're going to pick. We both obviously picked it for number one. I love. I love that our one in ten is exactly the same. <laughs> this is why we're friends. <laughs> so um, my top nine. My bottom nine was Alice in Wonderland, Maleficent, Mulan, Dumbo, The Lion King, Lady and the Tramp, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. Cinderella. My bottom nine is Alice, Mulan, Lion King, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Dumbo, Aladdin, Maleficent, Lady and the Tramp. All right. And that leaves... The Jungle Book. For the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. To this day, the, the Jungle Book is the best live-action oh yeah. remake, and anybody who says it isn't or has a different reason, like, come at us, I guess, yeah. but it would be really hard for you to change my mind about this. Same. The, the Jungle Book, and I watched it on Thursday night, Good for loved you. it. Loved I wish I had time to rewatch it because I remember seeing it in theaters with you and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. And we went to Michael's after, remember? <laughs> <laughs> and I was completely sober watching that movie, you guys, okay? And it was fucking amazing. <laughs> we definitely were not eating gummies when we went and saw that movie. Um, but anyway, we, like it was, it's so good. The, so good. Okay, this movie is special. Yeah. Like, it's special. It's so magical. And the fact that it has more humanity in it, just from a little boy and a bunch of animated animals, mm-hmm. more humanity in it than a movie about humans. Yeah. Than about, than, than Beauty and the Beast, than, um, I'm thinking in particular of Lion King, mm. which is very of the same. So much wonder area. in this movie. This movie was just so good. It, yeah. The animation was incredible. Yeah. The way that they did, it wasn't a musical, but they embedded songs from the original to give you that nostalgic feel. Yes. It's like you said for what I said about Cinderella and then you said, it's the soul. Like, yeah. Can you keep the soul of the original alive they but also it. bring your own spin? Yeah. They did this. So this is what all these live actions should be looking to. The original Jungle Book has never been my favorite movie. I don't like it. I never watched it as a kid. My sister liked it and if it was on, I'd watch it. Mm-hmm. But I think because it was just so masculine, mm. so much of the of the Jungle Book, like all his characters that he dealt with were men. Um, they all had like this really like masculine kind of drawing style to them. Mm. So it never was my favorite. This one, like the voice actors. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, and Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson as Ka was Chef's kiss. Yeah, was, like you say what you want about Scarlett Johansson, but like she's got a sexy ass voice. It's so sultry, it's seductive. Yeah, exactly. And that is what a snake would be. Yes. And that's why it's just like you guys. And then yeah, like you said, so Christopher Walken as King Louis, bringing in like this like almost like mob boss idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, we're going to do something for each other. You know what I mean? It's so brilliant. So good. And what then a good spin on that character. Ben, I think now that I've rewatched it earlier this week, uh, my favorite character is Bagheera. 
And um, uh, there's something about Black Panthers or Panthers in general that just like I've always appealed to me as, since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And he was my favorite part of the Jungle Book, the cartoon. Mm-hmm. But he's just so beautiful. Aww. It's like a beautiful animation. And I love his character. So sleek. So sleek, but also like a just good man. And he's like looking up for Mowgli. <laughs> Mowgli's like his son. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? And um, he's got all the good advice. And then Shere Khan, Idris Elba. Oh, damn. Like, any kid that goes and sees this in theaters would be terrified of that tiger. Mm-hmm. They did a good job yeah, making yeah, yeah, him yeah, look yeah. sinister. Great. And, okay, and then when they added stuff in, like, um, they had the, the, the truce, the, um, the water truce. Oh. They added stuff to the story that just made sense. Yeah. It's like, of course, like, introducing Shere Khan to Mowgli early in the movie made sense because it lines up for the conflict they're going to yeah, have. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we know exactly why Shere Khan hates him. And the fact that, like, they made up this water truce to get all these characters in one spot was brilliant. Mm. Mm. This mm. is such a good movie. I need to rewatch it, actually. I yeah. really... Let's watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> if you want. We can do it over foot. Yeah. Uh, the, the effects were amazing. Oh, this is, like, a kid's movie through and through. The other moment that really caught me in this movie was um, when they passed by the elephants. <gasps> the the way they depicted the elephants. Oh my god, yes. So magical. The fact that they're, like, offered respect. And yeah. It's like, the elephants are the reason the jungle is here. Yeah. And then, like, Mowgli saves that. The yeah. Elef- oh. And yes. then that's, yes. that's, that's yes. what, like, yes. you know, that's helps what makes him the clutch, the clutch, the Ooh. climax of the movie, And, man. like, okay, and once again, if you're gonna take stuff away from the original, and, like, the this does not follow the same path as the original movie, just like it doesn't really follow the, the books, mm-hmm. um, it forges its own way, and uh, it changes the ending, which I loved. Mm-hmm. I loved the ending. Mowgli, so if, and if you haven't seen it, please go see this movie, but Mowgli stays in the jungle. He doesn't go back to the man village because men suck. Yeah, so men suck. So he stays in the jungle <laughs> and they're all good with it because Shere Khan's gone now. Yeah. But he doesn't become one of the wolves. He's his own person. Yeah. They yeah. let him, like, innovate, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because, like, he's got, like, a, I, there's something about little kids inventing shit that I, like, love. Like, Harry, <laughs> like Harriet the Spy or, like, the girl from um, Lemony Snicket's. Like, just, like, kid inventors impress me a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Show me that there will be a bright future. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> when Mowgli, like, makes all these things, and at first they call them tricks, like, yeah. the animals call them tricks, but it turns out that's how he survives. They as, hated it. Yeah, he's like, I'm not a wolf. I am what I am. Yeah, I'm a, what do they call it? Man cub. Man cub, right? <laughs> I was like, man child. I was like, wait, no. <laughs> but the fact that he stays in the jungle at the end, I was literally like, that's perfect. Honestly, so he, yeah. and like, as fu- much as I know about anthropology, I don't think he would have been able to immerse himself in human society anyway. Yeah, right. Because he missed the key moments of development. <laughs> <laughs> like in the original animated movie where like, he just saw a little girl like, kind of like, bat her eyelashes yeah. and he's like, oh yeah, he's okay. Like, I'm gonna go join. But it's like, <laughs> no, because I don't think, like, he wouldn't be able to speak at that point. No. They wouldn't be able to teach him language. And he also wouldn't understand, like, what sexual attraction is at all. <laughs> He's also, like, seven. <laughs> I also, um, I honestly don't believe that Mowgli's going to live past 18. Like, I, I don't think he's going to live past 15 being um, a naked boy in the jungle. I think he's going to make it as far as he can, and then he's going to eventually die of some sort of illness. Like, yeah, like <laughs> some infection. kind of, like, vitamin deficiency, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, all his animal friends will die around the same time. So yeah, it's so it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's a good life. Honestly. So, so like, this movie, it just it's just like a movie that just keeps on giving. So when yeah. I rewatched it, I was almost expecting not to like it as much, but I liked it even more good. watching it again. 
That's so great hearing that from you. Yeah. Because now I have license to rewatch it too. Yeah. I was, really also, I was also afraid. I was like, was it because that it was, it came out four years ago and there was no other movie like it at the time that I thought it was great, mm. which is why I didn't want to rewatch it. Cause yeah. I didn't want to like sully my memory of it or have it taken down any pegs. But yeah. hearing you saying that you liked it even more. Yeah. I'm like, yes. Well, maybe one. now because I've seen a lot of garbage since yeah. then. <laughs> And Disney's put yikes. out a lot of garbage. Yikes, and, Disney, yikes. Uh, I mean, if this is the number one thing that came out of all these live-action movies, like, it is... In it, the past fucking decade. Yeah, like, this is... Jungle Book is the best one. Yeah. It is, it is a great movie from the beginning to the end. It's got heart. It's funny. It's entertaining. Action scenes are awesome. Kept the villain soul. is legit. It's captivating. It's so good. Yeah. And they even like um, like added more of the the wolf stuff, right? His relationship to his mother, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his relationship to his wolf father, even who was the catalyst for him coming back into the jungle and taking on Shere Khan. The fact that Mowgli, as just like the only human in this movie, he did a great job. That kid actor, <laughs> John Favreau, really brought out his yeah, right, his abilities. That's really like I was also like really surprised by that. Yeah, like. You know, like, we see other children in other movies, like, especially in, like, Dumbo. And they were <laughs> Leave like... Leave that boy alone. <laughs> okay. No, it's not even about just the boy. Like, yeah. even, like, the girl who played Millie. Like, she was okay. Yeah. She was she was decent. Yeah. But, like, Mowgli, like, whoever played him, like, really shone. And, like, let's not forget that he's, like, what, seven or eight? Yeah. And, and he's basically on, like, a green screen set with a bunch of, like... God knows, like a bunch of tennis balls or whatever on yes. sticks, or like people in like those uh, colored leotards just like crawling around with balls stuck to them. Yeah, but like he did so well. Yes, completely believable. Yes. Like let's applaud this kid, man. Yes, and he was, and like that's the thing, you know, he was on green screen, and then you see what they did around him on screen, like yeah. the environment that John Favreau created in that jungle. The jungle was alive. Yeah. And, like, even the little Agreed. animals around that Mowgli interacted with, the little ones that were just like, what's he doing? Oh, it's just like, those guys were hilarious. So like, cute. They were really funny. So good. Great and, job. And he, he should have played Aladdin. You <laughs> <laughs> wonder how old he is now. Probably not old enough yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Only four years. Yeah. God damn it. But I do feel like uh, Mowgli, as a character was something that, like, boys and girls could look up to, like, mm-hmm. little kids. Like, yeah. he wasn't afraid of the tiger. And, like, you, it came off like he was being naive. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it was, like, legitimately, this is my home. You're right. It's a very, it's a very, like, gender-neutral character. Yes. Like, even, it doesn't matter. Like, whoever, as long as they were, like, a human being, they could have mm-hmm. done the things he did. But I don't know. I was reading a study, like, um, a, a lot of the time, girls are able to put themselves in young characters' shoes, whether they're male or female. Mm. But boys have a harder time doing that for the young princesses, let's say. Okay. Right? So, um, I think that I think that it's interesting when you get a character like Mowgli, who I think little girls and little boys could put themselves in their shoes. But I also think if they had updated Mowgli to be a little girl, I think it would have been the same thing. Really? I think in a movie like this, handled by a director like this, Mm. I think it could have been the same. Okay. Right? Because I don't think he was doing anything different than what fucking Belle would have done in the fucking, you know, like inventing things to, yeah. like, get the honey or whatever it is that she was doing. Um, because Belle was also an inventor in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was, like, a little boy, I think it, Mowgli is an interchangeable character. True. I would agree. 
And it doesn't also didn't have to be Indian, right? He could have been Chinese. He could have been yeah. white, black, well, whatever. But like being Indian is more believable since like they're in, the in, in that in that area of the world where all those animals exist in the but and yet Bagheera is British. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean India was colonized. That's, that's exactly. I know, and we all know that. Um, what's his name? The author of the Jungle Book, Rudyard Kipling. He was a racist. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, he he said a lot of mean things about India. Yep. Let's put that out there. But we're just saying this is a great movie. <laughs> yeah, please go watch it. Watch I'm definitely going to rewatch it. Yeah. So that that's it. That's our rank. We yeah, our first and our last were exactly the same, and the middle got all mixed up in yeah. there. But we I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. We ranking is always so fun. That was fun. Everyone loves ranking. Yay. So once again, everybody, if you're listening, um, that was our top ten for live action Disney's Disney remakes before two thousand. No, after two thousand ten. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. It's Disney's time in Instagram and and Disney's time on Facebook. Come and tell us what you what you would rank. I'm actually legitimately uh, curious, and it's only because in Renaissance I was 100 like I still stand by what I ranked in Renaissance rankings. Um, but this one I'm not as precious about these movies. Yeah. So I'm actually curious to see like, did I get it wrong? Am I really mean about Maleficent? You know, like should I give her another chance? <laughs> I did watch her yesterday and I didn't like it yeah. again. So. No, I don't think you need to give her another chance. I no. feel like your views on it are legit. Yeah, it's fine. We all have our own biases and like yeah. views of the movies, so I would love to see what people rank I these ten movies too. What an, what the other top movie would be if they don't pick the Jungle Book? Oh, right? I'm I'm also super interested. Also, if like <laughs> you think Alice is first, oh my god, let me know. Pray why. tell, yeah, like write us an essay, please. <laughs> well, what if someone comes out and is just like, what about Christopher Robin? <laughs> That didn't even make the breakout. I'm so sorry. It's so boring. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening. I've been Stephanie. I've been Carmen. And yeah, come on us on Instagram. I want to know what your ranking is. Yeah. All right. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.